Next on ReachMD, Voices from American Medicine, featuring perspectives, challenges, and triumphs from physicians currently in practice in the front lines of healthcare. Now here is the host of Voices from American Medicine, ReachMD's CEO, Gary Epstein. In today's tough economy, there are so many patients struggling to gain access to affordable care, and doctors from across the country are doing what they can to ensure medical access to the underserved. Joining me today is just one of those physicians, Dr. Stephen Wolfson. Dr. Wolfson is one of the founders of Project Access in New Haven. A practicing cardiologist, he has helped organize more than 200 physicians in New Haven to deliver pro bono medical care to the uninsured or low income of that city. Dr. Wolfson, welcome to Voices from American Medicine. Thank you so much. You know, there's so many interesting things I want to talk to you about, but I thought it would be really great for our listeners to hear a little bit first about how you chose to become a doctor in the first place. What was your inspiration? (laughs) I think it was my cousin Alex. He was an internist, had an old-fashioned practice with his family living over his office. I spent a lot of time with him, and I think that It took, and I never changed my mind. That's great. And that sort of family practice environment, that's kind of the heart of inspiration and taking care of patients in the neighborhood that led you to go on to medical school and ultimately become a cardiologist? Well, I migrated a lot from that. The next thing that happened was that my dad had his first and very serious heart attack when I was 17 and a freshman at Columbia College. It was a devastating event. He never really recovered, although he lived for another 24 years. I think that's what oriented me toward cardiology. I actually went through a number of iterations in my career. After training, I went into the Air Force for two years and ran the cardiac catheterization laboratory at the Wilford Hall Hospital, which is the Air Force's Referral Center in San Antonio. And then I came to Yale on the full-time faculty as director of the catheterization laboratory there. After seven years, I went into practice, and God's been good. Over the remaining 30 years, our practice has grown to the point where there are now 15 partners, and we have five offices around southern Connecticut. We do a lot of teaching at the two hospitals in New Haven. We have a research center where we do some phase three drug trials. But mainly, I think we try to give patients the care and the caring that they need. You know, it's so interesting. You talk about the facilities and the access to large hospitals in the New Haven area, great medical school, and plenty of physicians in practice, and yet you're still finding a tremendous unmet medical need among the patient population there. Can you explain that a little bit? The problem is that we literally don't have provision for insurance coverage for a large number of people in our society, and there's an even larger number who are underinsured. The Medicaid population have insurance, but the fee schedule is really parsimonious to save the best that can be said about it. Particularly primary care physicians have a lot of difficulty affording to deliver care on those fee schedules. 
And then there are a lot of people who don't even have that minimum level of insurance. We have a number of undocumented people in this area. They work hard. They're good people, but they have no coverage. Consequently, they wind up getting ill, not getting care, and eventually wind up in the emergency room disastrously ill and get treated in the most expensive mode that you can think of in an era when we're trying to minimize expenses. And I imagine that's where Project Access comes into play. Can you tell us a little bit about that, and and was that the inspiration behind Project Access? Well, of course. A lot of us have been taking care of these patients anyway, insurance coverage or not. But we're held back by the intimidating prospect that once we see people in our office and decide what they need to have done, the next step is a very formal medical process called begging. You call your friends who are either specialists or who are full-time in the hospitals, and you beg them to take care of these good people. It's not comfortable for anyone. It takes an extraordinary amount of time and energy to do it, and the patients wind up at the end of the line for care. So nobody is well served by this. Project Access offers to address this in a number of different ways. First of all, we have more than 200 volunteers, meaning that no one gets overwhelmed. We spread the referrals around. Secondly, the physicians see people in their offices just like anyone else. And since the people whom we accept into Project Access have urgent but not emergent needs, people understand that time is of the essence and the office staffs put them through quickly. Once we determine what they need, both hospitals in New Haven, the Yale New Haven Hospital and the Hospital of St. Raphael, donate all of their services, inpatient, outpatient, ancillary services, laboratory studies, radiology services, free to patients who have a project access card. We have office space that is donated by one hospital, and the other hospital takes care of all of our human relations needs. They hire and pay our staff, and we basically lease the staff from them. And the staff consists of uh, an executive director who kind of makes sure that everything gets done, and patient navigators, who are really the heart and soul of the effort. They serve to do intake, to bring patients into the program on referral from physicians. Once it is clear that the patients meet our criteria, they then see the patients in our office or on site in the clinics. They vet them financially to make sure that, in fact, they do meet our criteria of less than 200% of the poverty level and that they are, in fact, uninsurable. And they then educate them. All of our patient navigators are bilingual. Uh, Many of the people in New Haven who need these services are Hispanic. 
We indicate to them where the laboratories are, where they need to go. They are educated in the sense of what their responsibilities are. They're not allowed to miss appointments. What a terrific program. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Voices from American Medicine on ReachMD, XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Gary Epstein, and joining me today from New Haven, Connecticut, is cardiologist Stephen Wolfson. Dr. Wolfson, Project Access is such a tremendous program. I'd like to get at kind of how you went about bringing the program, which I understand is national in scope, to the New Haven community. I, I know you were involved in kind of leading the charge on that. Sure. It was actually pioneered in this country in Asheville, North Carolina. There are about 50 cities around the country that have adopted this model. Once we heard about it, it was actually the person who first heard about it is a gastroenterologist in our community named Suzanne Lagarde. She brought it to me because I was at that time president of the New Haven County Medical Association. The New Haven County Medical Association, with the consent of our board, dedicated its staff to helping us, organizing our meetings, donated money to the effort, and helped us in a number of different ways. We then went to the medical staffs at Yellow Haven and St. Raphael's, and our first grant money came from the medical staffs at Yellow Haven and St. Raphael's. They were our first grants. We subsequently got some grant funding from some local foundations and some national foundations, and the Yellow Haven Hospital, in fact, is giving us funding to establish a demonstration project to show how the patient navigator concept contributes to the quality and the cost effectiveness of care. And bit by bit, we just put it together. We all spoke to our friends and signed them up. They spoke to other people who signed up. We presented at grand rounds at both hospitals. We also spent a lot of time talking with the leadership at the Yale University School of Medicine and the Yale faculty decided to let their faculty make individual decisions about whether to participate or not, but endorse the program. It sounds like the community has truly embraced the project, and you're getting a lot of strong participation. You know, I'd love to get your perspective on what you've learned, perhaps lessons you would love to share with others about participating or because you've been participating in the program. What kinds of things could you share with us that, you know, inspirations and things about medicine that you've learned? First of all, we found that a lot of the stereotypes about this population have simply not panned out. With education about their responsibilities, they show up for their appointments, they go and get their tests, and they are so grateful for the care that they're receiving that it's just heartwarming to work with them. Secondly, we're discovering the roadblocks to care and the absolute inefficiency of the American health care system. We're reporting back to both hospitals about the problems that we help talk our patients through, the difficulty they have in communicating at times, and the unintended inefficiencies that are built into the system. We found that, in fact, some patients who have been approved by the hospital 
for free care then have difficulty because they're offered free imaging, for example, but they're told that they're going to have to pay for the physician who interprets the study. That generates a referral to Project Access (laughs) so that we can help the physician realize that this is a patient who desperately needs this study, and perhaps they should just do it pro bono. Dr. Wolfson, does Project Access, if you will, track the progress of the patients? And you talked earlier about the cost shift away from the sort of more expensive ER room medicine and medical care to proactive or pre-care. Are there tracking mechanisms in place? Absolutely. Every service that is given to a Project Access patient generates a bill which is sent to Project Access with the knowledge that it will not be paid. We know penny by penny the dollar value of the pro bono services that are being given to our patients. Dr. Wolfson, we have an audience on ReachMD XM160 of close to 400,000 who tune in and listen. And, and part of this program is all about having doctors share their voice. If you have, as you do now, the opportunity to share your voice about issues facing medicine today, what would you like to say to our listeners? I think recognize that the comparison between reform efforts and what we have now is a false comparison. What we have now is not sustainable. It's going away. Every year, insurance premiums go up. The actual coverage that is offered by the insurance plans go down. The trend seems to be that eventually we will turn over all of our assets to the insurance companies, and in return, they will give us nothing. Change has to occur. Change is scary. But unless physicians are involved in determining the change, evolving the change, and reacting to it, we will have lost our greatest opportunity to save our profession and to help our patients. I'd like to thank my guest, Dr. Stephen Wolfson, a cardiologist and co-founder of Project Access New Haven, as well as the Connecticut State Medical Society for nominating Dr. Wolfson to appear on the program. Dr. Wolfson. Thanks so much for being with us today on Voices from American Medicine. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. You've been listening to Voices from American Medicine on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals, featuring perspectives, challenges, and triumphs from physicians currently in practice on the front lines of healthcare. Voices from American Medicine is hosted by ReachMD CEO, Gary Epstein.